Welcome to GivePod, the podcast of the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. Our sponsor for Small Business Month is our new pillar partner, RBC. Small business is the backbone of any economy, and here in our region, small business makes up about 98% of all businesses. As any entrepreneur will tell you, it's a lot of hard work, perseverance, and some worry that makes up that journey. Today, I am joined by Judy Reeves, the owner of Edge Catering, one of Canada's top catering brands. Welcome, Judy. Thank you, Bridget. So you began your company in 2004. It was a very small operation back then. What was it like to start a business back then? Exciting, exhilarating, but terrifying all at the same time. And I think that any business owner who has started and progressed knows those huge range of emotions and how to manage them. I think that when you're younger, you have this enthusiasm and drive that gets you through those emotions and uh, you power on and follow what you feel you can accomplish. Now, your roots in the food business go back a ways. I was reading some stuff online. So your <laughs> first job when you were about 14 and you worked for the Fuller family, which is now the, that's the family that owns the Earl's chain and, and many other related uh, restaurants. Did you think at that time that you would ever end up in the catering business? Not at all. So just further to what um, you found out, 14 years old uh, in Edmonton, Uh, Starting out at Fuller's Restaurants, which were the predecessor of Earl's. Earl's was not around at that time. So uh, Fuller's Restaurants, Saturday, Sunday morning, 5.30 in the morning, standing outside in the freezing cold, catching a bus. Certainly teaches you commitment commitment to a job. Had a great time. I loved the hospitality buzz, the fact that you're working as a team, you are experiencing things differently, meeting so many people. And I think the underlying consistency for me was it's helping people. It's serving, connecting, and caring for people. And I think that those are the roots that came from that experience all the way to where I am now in the catering business. And to answer your question, no, I absolutely did not ever (laughs) dream of being in the catering business. So let's fast forward and let's talk about the present. We're at your location here at East Hastings and Victoria, Um, but it's been about a 20-year journey to get here. So what has happened in the last 20 years to allow you to be in this lovely, beautiful, big space? Well, from my fullers to my different types of um, education. I'm a medical lab technologist. I'm also a biological sciences technician. I worked in molecular genetics and I've uh, done some global travels and I've had a very interesting, varied time in my life to take me to here. Sounds like it. But most importantly, just the food the food side of it, the global travels really helped inspire me about food and connecting people and how traveling through the world and seeing different cultures celebrate food. That was something that was very impactful for me. And I didn't always know that my life would follow a food journey because there's lots of other things that I did in the interim. But it was in 
in my in my heart that I knew I wanted to get there someday. So talk about some of the challenges that you faced as an entrepreneur um, growing your business uh, over the last decade or two. Absolutely. So the first, the first, um, I had a sales agent for a number of years and I always had talked about being in the food business and I suppose a little opportunity came up that just changed the course and it started at Smythe and Camby and a little hole in the wall sandwich shop that I bought from a, a lady who was retiring and that's kind of where it started and grew from there and I call it my food service catering university because it was a small investment wasn't terribly shall we say financially draining but then it made me realize I need to grow this business and what do I need to do that and suffice to say without a great partner in my life to support me through that journey I'm very very fortunate that I do have that all the way to currently today and um, uh, really appreciating that support. So I think that is a big, big part of it. But every step makes you look bigger and broader. And that's what has taken me here to Hastings in Victoria in our current location. Was that one of the lessons for you is the incremental growth and not stepping too much beyond uh, a level of comfort? I believe that that is, it, it's something that naturally happens in, you go to one step, then the next step, and you know when you're ready to go to the next step. I think it's something only a business owner will know that, and hopefully with timing, good timing and good decision making on your side, that takes you to the next step. Well, let's talk about timing, because shortly after you got this location, the pandemic hit and it affected your business almost unlike any others. You were in the, the food business and you're in the event business, which for the pandemic, those were two that just, there was a complete shutdown. Absolutely. What did that feel like? That was a moment of a huge reality check. And, and just further to that, Bridget, within probably a course of 15 minutes, went from 17 years of work to nothing. And prior to the pandemic hitting, we were producing about 1,500 meals a day out of our current facility and laying off 50 staff. And also my chef and I, uh, we went down to 20 meals a day. What went through your mind? Honestly, I, I never allowed myself to go there. I just looked at, you either give up or you fight as hard as you can, and there's no choice in between. So that's what I chose to do. And it was heartbreaking to lose that business from a financial perspective, and it's still hugely devastating. However, I looked at it as either yes or no, are you gonna do this or are you not? And sometimes, those situations put you in a position that it's just black or white. There's no, there's no gray. And I think that simplifying it from that perspective helps you get through and call it a coping mechanism or not, not maybe dealing with reality. It's kind of a survival. 
And, and I think that any business owner that is put in a really challenging position, it's almost like a built-in defense uh, reaction and you either do it or you don't. And, and I think that it was, I, I knew I had to keep going. I wanted to keep going. So I never really, really thought about it. What helped you get through that time? My team. And knowing I had this brilliant team beforehand that I all I always, they were part of my family and I wanted to bring them back. And my success is their success. I do it as much for myself and my company and my goals as I do it for my team. And so that kept me really motivated. And knowing that the pandemic, as hard as it was, with every crappy situation, you have to look for the silver lining in it. And I, I think that just maybe being a little bit not focusing on the reality, and trust me, there's lots of financial realities that you, we as business owners that have been especially hard hit with the pandemic, and you're right, our industry was hit harder than any other industry uh, that, you know, with gatherings and events, we were not really a restaurant, we're a cafe, we had limitations, but the core of our business is gatherings and events. And, um, but, but just further is my team, my goals, I'm not giving up. And I believe in the future. So let's survive the present and let's focus on the future. And that has really helped me personally, but more importantly, as a leader and someone to represent my team so they can see that and they have something to hope for. It's not just my dream. They're committed to my company. And that is the highest form of respect that I can, you know, I can appreciate as a leader. And fast forward 19 months, I think we're at now, we're, oh, goodness, we're yes. still in the middle of the pandemic, but events are back. Mm-hmm. And Judy, you did uh, a lovely box for many of our, uh, the people, uh, members who attended our Governor's Gala back in the spring. Thank you for that. And you've catered you. an event for us just recently. But it's not free and clear right now. We've got labor shortages uh, and incredible rise in costs, food costs, and all kinds of across-the-board increases. What would you say are some of your biggest challenges right now? I think you've mentioned a number of them. Um, When the pandemic hit as well, it gave, I think, every business owner, regardless of the sector that they're in, the opportunity to really look at their business and define who they are, who they want to be, and to really put your energies into that new opportunity for evolution and redefining yourself. So having said that, going from a startup company, basically what we're all, everyone's a startup company again, and, and that helped me understand and not feel, not knowing everyone's in the same situation. We're all startup companies. So here's a great opportunity to re redefine yourself, rebuild, look at the challenges we have at, ahead and make the most to redefine yourself. And that's helped build a better team, a better brand and cut through all of the dysfunction that 
without a pandemic, you wouldn't have had to force force yourself to look it in the eye. So what are you doing differently? I, I don't think that the core of the company and the the way we approach it on a very personal level and and the care for our clients and the relationships we build, I don't think that that has ever changed because that's who I am and that's how my company is growing. But I think it's being realistic to where your strengths are and who you want to focus on and who you want to be. Every business owner at some point in the growth of their company will always say, define who you are and focus on that. You can't be all things to all people. What would be the toughest lesson that you learned growing your business that if you were giving advice to a, a young leader out there and say, don't do this, do, do, do the opposite of what I did? That's an excellent question. Know when to let go and let grow. That has been one of the toughest things I've had to do as an owner is know when to let go and the best thing I've done is surround myself now with people that are so good at what they do and I'm learning all the time from the from the team I'm building and I think having the strength and wisdom and knowledge to do that putting aside your ego and your wanting to control everything it's hard though that this is your baby my baby but my baby is never going to grow up in the way I want it to unless I let other people help help in that growth process what's been helpful for you as you've been growing as a leader and a business owner do you read business books or listen to podcasts or do you have a mentor I mean what what has helped you and shape your vision and your approach to business I would love to say that I have all that time to read a book <laughs> and, and as you can appreciate, my hours are very, very long and um, uh, I would say surrounding myself with my incredible team. Those have been the greatest lessons and learning and again, I'm very fortunate to have a partner in my life who he's, he's involved but he's got that more universal perspective that helps me see clarity through things sometimes. And I, I'm very, very lucky to have that. So when you have an off day or a weekend when you're not here at the facility, the kitchen, the office, I'm not sure what you call it because it's a bit of all of that. Do you go home and do you go into your own kitchen and cook? And if so, what do you like to cook? Interesting. Um, it is a bit of a it is a bit of a relaxation for me, and in the odd day, the rare day that I do take off, I I'm usually here all weekend working and and getting through the things that I don't get through through the week, which is which is great. Um, I I do find a little bit of a uh, little bit of solace in leftovers and <laughs> recreating that and I'm I'm very sustainably driven and so is our business and always been conscious of that but I, I do take some relaxation in that we have a large property that we have to find some time to look after it and something uh, a lot of people don't know about me I'm a French horn player as well I play in a community band on Monday nights and my my two hours a week is my little bit of a hobby do you ever entertain at any of your events? 
No, I haven't been <laughs> asked that. <laughs> Although one of the things on my bucket list would be to, and I, I don't want to say a bucket list, but one of the things I would love to do is play in a um, in a show, uh, a movie soundtrack, because French horns are incredible instruments for um, for soundtracks like that. So there you go. I don't know if that was a question on the list, but... Edge catering will have to get onto a film set then, and you can just <laughs> slip in and start playing the French horn. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned sustainability, and thinking about your business and the industry... Um, there is a lot of consumption of food and certainly food security and climate change is top of mind for so many of us in the business community. So how do you reconcile that and how do you ensure that you're running a sustainable business? A lot of our decisions that we've made about food handling practices, um, waste management, those those were always a part of the growth of the business, even before they were mandated by municipalities and it's really important to me I see all around I I think it's from where I grew up as well and we all have habits and good things and you know other things that we have to manage uh, based on our upbringing and I I that was part of my upbringing is really appreciating what you have and also being mindful of waste. So that's something that I've adopted in the business. We do uh, provide food donations when we have extra food. We try to uh, run our business very lean in terms of waste and, and not producing a lot of waste in the, in the first place. But every event that we uh, cater we recycle, we compost, we recycle, we bring back all our soft plastics. We are very mindful of the amount of consumption. And the events industry is is a culprit in, in a lot of the waste. So I think it's the team understanding how important it is to me and that we can set a good example for the rest of the industry. Some of the industry vendors we work with are, wow, you guys really are conscientious about this. And I think that filters all the way to our customers and they appreciate that and they appreciate the guidance that we've learned as well. And you do a local source, uh, a lot of products. And you know, there is so much focus on our region around food security and developing our own food sources and using technology to do so. There's a lot of leaders in, in the space that do that. What would you hope for our region around food production? I I think it starts from the consumer to to make those decisions to support it. I I think that you know we we have a, a really struggling agricultural industry based on climate change and and um, you know recognition that this is a way of life. But it's a when food supply stops, the world stops. So we you know I think we have to be realistic in our in our decisions and who we choose to support. Certainly the pandemic has brought a lot of awareness about support local, live local, support local. I hope that that carries on for a long time. And just knowing that when your dollars are spent for a local business, whether it's agriculture, it's coffee, it's a repair shop, you're supporting a family and you're supporting small business. And uh, that supports so many so many that are grateful for that recognition. And uh, it's, I, I hope that really carries on. It's maybe been one of the biggest awarenesses in the pandemic 
but I really hope that carries on, that people don't forget and how important, how many families you're really supporting from that. Such a good point, Judy, because small business is a, the lifeblood and the fabric Absolutely. of our community. And it's it's not just jobs, it is livelihoods of so many people. Um, some studies have been done that, you know, over the pandemic, many small businesses on average have taken on tens of thousands of dollars of debt. And just understanding that many small businesses are still in this recovery phase. So when you look at your own business and educatoring and what is your vision for the future? Where do you hope to be in five years? Better, stronger than we are now. And just moving forward in a really positive direction. Being, if not Vancouver, if not Canada's top caterer, Vancouver's top caterer by far. Not even a question. And I... In that's on on one hand, the recognition, the brand recognition is very important. But f for me and my team, knowing that we're growing together, we're we're feeling that we're all fulfilling our professional and personal goals. That's very important to me. That my Edge family can also feel as fulfilled. And I have to say that certainly. At my age now, I have to start thinking about a legacy plan, and that is very, very important to me that I, through all of the commitment I've made to my business, that I can feel in five years, and maybe that's a really good uh, runway to look at, that everything that I've always hoped for in my business, I will see that in five years. So let's put it out here then on, on your bucket list, on your five-year bucket list, what kind of event or anything that you would want to do um, that you haven't done yet before? Well, uh, having a little bit more personal time uh, and having a, a bit healthier balance because clearly I'd be First to confess, I don't really have a very healthy work-life balance. Um, that doesn't exist for me. And I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm absolutely okay with that to a certain degree. And I also need to make sure that I recognize that they, and what they say is true, the older you get, the faster the years go by. So recognizing that and making sure that, that other important things in my life I can fulfill great advice for small business owners is to take time for yourself, right? Take time and know, um, surround yourself with really fabulous people that can make you better and make you feel more fulfilled and just make your organization much stronger and better for everybody. Judy, thank you so much. It was so nice to spend time with you today. And thank I you really enjoy your catering. I've taken advantage of it myself just even on Thanksgiving. So thank you so thank much. Thank you. And thank you so much for your support from the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. It's such a valued partnership. Really well, appreciate it. Thank you. And once again, uh, thank you to our sponsor for Small Business Month is our new pillar partner, RBC. Judy, great to see you. Thanks for your time today. Thank you, Bridget.